We have to do a DC, which is a dick check. Oh. And <laughs> what, are you, what are you checking for? You're checking for, so what you do is you take a baby wipe and you put rubbing alcohol on it. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, you might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guests today are a married couple, Katrina and John, together for 12 years, married for six years. She is a 56-year-old accountant. He is a 58-year-old computer programmer. But don't let that fool you, because wait until you hear their story. John and Katrina, thanks for coming on the show. As I was kind of reading your information and hearing about your journey, to me, it was like, it snowballed. You started with a little something and it looks like you guys both just rolled down the hill and it became something probably not what you were planning on doing, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Let's go back. How far back do we have to go before we can say, okay, that's when you guys got a little kinky? Probably, I would say 10 years. So 10 years ago, what happened? Um, we were sitting one evening having a conversation about fantasies and... My previous life, we didn't have fantasies, so I was just awestruck. And John's fantasy was to have a threesome. And so I thought, okay, what kind? What, what's a threesome? So, wow, so you really didn't know much. I didn't. I was naive and very green, and so he's explaining a threesome to me, and I said, we could try that, and his jaw dropped. <laughs> okay, so was the threesome that you had in mind, John, your wife and another woman or then girlfriend? You know, obviously the guys, you know, you, you, you want to have that, that, you know, two women. Um, mm -hmm. But I figured to, to kind of ease her into it, it'd be easier on her if it was, you know, another guy. Oh. So we went with an oh, you, So you actually was MFM unless. MFM, was yes. Something. MFM in that case. Okay. So oh, your I first. a little bit of MMF, so. <laughs> I know. That's the snowball I'm talking about. Um, okay. So you decide you want to do something a little kinky, you present this MFM to her, right? She says, okay, you're like, whoa, um, <laughs> how did you make it happen? Well, this to show you how innocent we were then, we went on adult friend finder and found somebody. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, you know, there's not many swingers you'll find today that, that are really active there. They're active on other boards. Um, so we found a great guy there, uh, met him, had, had a few drinks, didn't we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, neither of you have done anything like this, so how did you actually Get well, that's it. what was funny. She's she was wearing a, a dress that had a lot of zipper, and and we'd gone back to the room and, and we're kind of talking and making out. And I'd, I'd unzip a few inches, and her eyes would just go wide in shock. And you know, we'd, oh. we'd talk a little longer, and I'd unzip a few more inches. And, <laughs> and we started off both concentrating on her, and I think this kind of led us into a lot of other things we tried later, much later on. Um, he was by I. I wasn't adverse to it, but I never really thought of it before. So, you know, there was a, we got into the mode and we like to do this later on where we said that, um, you know, we like it when everybody's playing and nobody's afraid to be touched or to touch. 
and and that's what that was, you know. So he played with me a little bit. He played with her a little bit. We both played with her. I played with him a little bit. It was it was a great introduction to the lifestyle. But before this, you like had never thought about like touching another man, had you? No. So the three of you are, are in this room and you kind of start sl- slowly and it, it becomes this whole thing. What did you end up doing that day? Was it a lot more than you thought you would do? I had no expectations. So I didn't know what was going to happen or where it was going to lead. So I can't really say it was more than what I thought was going to happen. It didn't disappoint. It didn't disappoint <laughs> and it didn't leave anything unfulfilled. So <laughs> we every, we just kind of let things roll as they were were going to happen. So, and I think at that first time, he kind of took us by the hand and led us a little bit too. So that helped. We, we picked a good guy. We were lucky there. How did this become something more than well, just a... We talked about it afterwards. And that was something that we did all the time is kind of reconnect and talk with each other and mm-hmm. talk about what we liked or what we didn't like. And we pretty much liked everything that time. Yeah. And, and that was something <laughs> that, that we had agreed upon is that after any sort of party or encounter, we would always um, talk about likes and dislikes, and we would always reconnect. We reconnected until that one big party that we should talk about in a bit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So No, not a bit. Do it now. (laughs) Well, we eventually started hosting parties. Well, you know, from the threesome, we went to a foursome, and we learned a few things from doing that. I learned that just because he's spanking your wife, you shouldn't spank his wife because she might not like it. Oh, yeah. That's a good lesson. <laughs> so, yeah, we went from that. We eventually started hosting parties. And at one of the parties, we talked, we had some women that were that were, had expressed an interest in coming. We talked to each one of them. We said, we're setting up a gangbang. We want to know how many men you're comfortable with. And all the women said, oh, four or five men. So we had seven women. Mm-hmm. We invited 28 men. And these were couples. The, the, the women were part of a couple. Yeah. So couple. we invited 28 men. The men all showed up. They all showed up for the party on time. We had a large room and they're all lined up along the wall. And we encouraged the couples to come early to kind of get comfortable. But none of them did. None of them did. <laughs> so they show up and, and they wait a couple of seconds and, and then they have to go get something from their car and they, they never come back. And so all of the couples left. We've left all the 28 single guys there with me. <laughs> oh, I wait a second. You invited couples and then there were all these extra guys. We, yeah, because we, we were basically setting it up as a, as a custom gangbang. You know, how many guys are you comfortable playing with yourself? And we invited that set of guys for each woman. I see. And all the I couples see. left because all the single guys were already there. And they thought it was just too many to handle. All the single guys arrived on time. All the couples were late. Were, were late. Yes. Yeah. And so <laughs> all the couples came in, saw all the guys, and then left. And left. And, yeah. so, and so there you are. There I am. And and I thought, okay, I can well, we either. We had a lot of bye guys at that a, party, too. So a lot of bye guys at this party. And I thought, well, we can either cancel the party or we can all just have fun. And because we had so many bye guys, and I thought, let's just all have fun. <laughs> and we all had fun. We had a blast. I was exhausted, and but we had fun. So, All right. I, I need to go back and ask you about jealousy because you make it sound very easy that you went from being vanilla to threesomes to sex parties to gangbangs. Was there jealousy? Yes, there was. Um, our first foursome, the husband of the other woman had complimented me I don't remember on what. So John felt he should compliment the other wife. Well, 
he chose one area of her body to compliment that I was self-conscious about mine. And so I felt very jealous. I was very upset. I was almost in tears. And he didn't understand why I was upset. And well, he, he complimented you. And so I needed to compliment her. And so that was hard. Um, and we talked through it. I mean, that was one of the things that was very important, especially that early in our playing, mm-hmm. was, was to discuss all this, to yeah. learn what we did right or what we could have done better. Right. And then we had another, another one where this couple came up to us. They wanted, and this was at a club. There was a mirror above us. The husband wanted to watch. Oh his wife being played with he and he didn't want to play he just wanted to watch so i'm just laying there (laughs) while he watches his wife and i'm thinking okay this is kind of weird and there was some jealousy there because you know i was just laying there (laughs) so if you can't talk you can't be in the lifestyle because she's talking about and making it sound so horrible that she's laying there <laughs> doing nothing while I'm having sex. That's the first club. That was the green door in uh, Vegas. And mm. that was the first time she had a gangbang. Yes. We, oh, oh. we got there early and we were still kind of innocent. We didn't know what to do. You didn't know anybody, you know, we're kind of wandering around and we meet this local couple. I guess they come there every Saturday night or something. And we explain, you know, hey, we're new to the lifestyle. Oh, I know everybody here. <laughs> so she takes us to one of the private rooms and she just points to guys that she knows. Oh, come on in. And one after another, after another. I think he went on for two or three hours. <laughs> oh. guy after, so I'm sitting there. I did get a blowjob from her husband, though, because she asked. She says, my husband would like to. Do you mind? That's <laughs> a blowjob one. Now, why did you guys start um, hosting your own parties? Is that a natural? Um... Well, we'd been going to a few parties at that point, by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to one and it was, we were referred by somebody. Mm-hmm. It was a guy who did um, gangbangs in the San Fernando Valley. He kind of does dive hotels, you know, that, and so it had that gangbang vibe to it, you know. And we see the lady out front and we realized she's getting paid to be there. She's not getting paid to have sex. That'd be illegal. She's getting paid to host, to be there. A woman was... Was being paid to be at the party. Be at the party, yes. Right. So she would do whatever she wants, but she was whatever she wanted. Right. She was paid to attend the party. Yes. And we thought, well, she's being just as as friendly at the party, so why can't so so anyway? We worked out a deal where where um, for a couple of parties, um, we were paid to attend. Oh, but then how did you move from that to hosting your own? Well, we realized that. You know, um, we had the contacts by then. We knew enough. We knew people. We knew the boards, um, and we just thought we could put something together that would be a little, little more polished. Uh, and you did that for some time, several years. Yeah, we did that okay. to where we were turning people away because we had too many people for the room. <laughs> oh, okay. Why did you guys stop doing that? Well, that was another natural progression. <laughs> we were on several of the lifestyle boards then, and we were contacted through FetLife by a um, adult film agent. Oh. And he um, wanted to know if I would be interested in doing adult films. So we went from shooting with um, some of the big producers to doing um, what they call content trade shoots. Right. So, you know, the male talent, the female talent will both get a copy of whatever's filmed and they both sell it as they as they can or as they see fit. Now, this isn't something that you did as a you know young person kind oh, of no no willy no. nilly. No, she shot all over fifty. <laughs> I, I because I and and you did a granny shoot too. I did. I did. <laughs> they didn't granny tell porn. me that I was going to be um, a grandma. On that you're together. You're married. 
you know, you start doing this fun threesome thing. Then you start going to sex clubs. Then you're like, hey, we can hold our own parties and make them <laughs> better. And you and you did that. And then you go into adult filmmaking, both as just starring in it and then producing your own stuff. Uh-huh. And before this, like, were either of you in the lifestyle or were either of you, like, you know, flying your freak flag at all? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we were probably both as vanilla as they come. But we often come out of marriages where sex was kind of, was very vanilla. Yeah, yes. <laughs> ah. We did bar challenges too. Yes, that was we've fun. done bar challenges. That's been What's fun. a bar challenge? She would walk in the bar ahead of me. So we didn't go in the bar together. And then she would get points for getting a, getting a guy to buy her a drink. She'd get mm-hmm. a point. Um, getting her to take, out, take her out back and make out in the parking lot. And then uh, getting him to go back to our hotel room. She'd get another point for that. Do you guys have fantasies that you haven't fulfilled yet? I've had people say, okay, I'm going to help you fulfill this fantasy, but... It never comes together. It never comes together. And it's always been me with another woman, and we're making out, and John is in the corner watching somewhere. Oh, no, you you said it was I come in after you guys had started. And comes in after we've started, and then he joins in. But we've never been able to make that happen. And that sounds actually pretty tame compared to it the other stuff tame. you guys have already done, right? Um, okay, John, any fantasies for you? We kind of did this once before for a little bit. We've gone to a couple of times to um, adult bookstores. There's there's one in the San Fernando Valley that we went to, and there's a glory hole there. Oh. And so we went there, and the competition was to see – at first the competition was to see who could get the most guys to come <laughs> or who could get them to come the fastest. <laughs> And you cheated. Oh, you mean you were your wife? Yeah. Oh, she was with me. Yes. Oh, okay. So the but the competition was between you two. Yeah. To, to, to how many guys we can get to come. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she cheated. She oh. turns around and lets him <laughs> <laughs> lets him fuck you in the booth. <laughs> so she won. And John, you didn't? No, no, I didn't. I, <laughs> that is one thing I want to try sometime, though. That's something I have. That's what? something I haven't tried yet. Pegging. I, I have it. Well, we've done pegging. Uh, oh, you've done I pegging. I haven't received anal though. Oh, okay. Why and why not? You guys seem pretty adventurous. Um, because I was hosting the parties where the guys were that, could do, <laughs> that would do that. <laughs> oh, so it's it's finding a guy who finding the right, yeah. Um, finding the and then right. so we did. We kind of fulfilled part of my fantasy. Um, we went to another adult bookstore, um, out in Santa Barbara, actually. So we're in the booth, and she's basically playing with herself to where anybody walking by can see it. And eventually a guy came in and did you in the booth. That was hot. But what I want to do is I wanted to go into an adult theater where there's a whole bunch of guys and have her be available. Maybe even have both of us be available to be used. That would be fun. Uh, What's an adult theater? A lot of them will have um, small booths in the back that are viewing booths. So you go in there and you put your money in and there'll be porn playing on on the screen. Oh, interesting. A number of those have what's called glory holes, where somebody has drilled a hole in the wall. Right. And you go in there, and of course, things come through the hole, and you do things with them. There was there was a time when she became known when she was doing the adult films for her um, Texas tongue twirl blowjobs. Oh. And so I tried for what's a while, that? since we were hanging around by guys, to try to compete on blowjobs. I never got as good as her. One she of didn't the, know they were named. That there was yeah, a name I didn't for know what that. She got told by one of the adult talents. Yeah. And And what is that? Her tongue twirls around the dick while it's in her mouth. It feels really good. Oh, okay. 
I, it feels I good. didn't realize there was a name for it either. <laughs> I don't know. I got, but I got told not to do it. So. <laughs> All right. But then, in addition to the small little booths, there's there's actually um, several places that have a theater. So there'll be maybe twenty or thirty seats for twenty or thirty people in there, and there'll be porn playing on the screen, mm-hmm. and quite often oh. a lot more going on in the audience than is on screen. Sure, I bet. <laughs> wow. So a lot of this stuff is happening in Southern California, oh, yeah. all this, m- most of the what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's still, I mean, you know, pushing pandemic aside, this stuff still is out there, yeah. still available, yeah. still going on. From what we've heard from the people, a lot of, the parties a, a lot of our, our friends in California, it's a lot of it's slowed down and then they're having problems finding parties and they keep saying, you need to come back to California. <laughs> and it's like, no, we're not doing that. Because <laughs> we moved from okay. California to Nevada Oh, that's what we had to talk about was the Nevada move, the next phase of our journey. What's the next phase? You, you've heard of Dennis Hoff's The Bunny Ranch. Yeah. The HBO mm-hmm. special that they did and everything. Yeah. So on a lark, um, you applied there. At what age? 50. That was just over 50. Yeah. And they accepted okay. her. Wanted oh. her there that Tuesday. I think you applied on Friday or Saturday and they wanted you there yeah, Tuesday. They wanted me there like ASAP. And you went. I went. So you took time off work. I took time off work. Because you have to go for two weeks. And in those two weeks, you made, it was about a month and a half salary, wasn't it? Yep. Which, can I ask you how much that is? $3,000. Three or 4000 at the time. Yeah. I actually had less sex at the ranch than I did during the At any of party. our parties. <laughs> so most of these guys really? just want to talk or they want you to give them a blow job or a hand job or a foot job. I'm not having that much sex. So it was easy. It was easy. (laughs) You'd be surprised how little sex actually goes on at a brothel. It's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. So I went back and I spent the next three years at the love ranch. What? (laughs) She was actually Dennis's favorite for a little while too. I was Dennis Hoff's favorite for several months, right before he died, probably about three months before he died. Wow. Our podcast listeners won't be able to see you. You would never look at you and say, oh, okay, these these two are <laughs> out there or they're sex crazed or like you would never think that. And do you think that you guys are more representative of swingers, more representative of, of um, maybe sex workers? I portrayed myself as, as a MILF, but people were having problems and I got in trouble for telling people my age. But they saw me as the girl next door. You look like the girl next door. You can't be a MILF. You can't, you can't be a courtesan because you look like the girl next door. And, and, and so I ran into that issue because I looked sweet and innocent. And so how could I be at the ranch? And I said, you know. Here I am. Here, here I, I am. am. That's right. <laughs> you know, I wasn't blingy like Air Force Amy. And each of the girls has their own niche. You know, you've got the tall, statuesque Cindy Sky, and you've got all these girls that all have the thing that makes them stand out. And then you've got people like me who I'm just the girl next door. Yeah, you, you'd ask, though, whether we're typical for swingers. Um, uh, I don't think so. No, I think, I think we've, we've done a little more than swingers. We found the guys in the lifestyle very courteous. They look out for the women. I mean, they know that, that having a woman to participate, especially in a gangbang, is rare. So they're they're very courteous. They're yeah. very um, respectful. We, we've had, you know, one or two people we've had to, to kick out of the parties because um, they misbehaved. And, and surprisingly, one of those was a woman. Yes. The first mm-hmm. one was a woman, actually. Yeah. Having gone through all of this, 
has it changed the relationship between you two? Better communication. Yeah, I could tell him anything before. I can tell him anything even more now. So <laughs> it definitely strengthened that. Um, I think she gained some confidence being at the parties. You know, knowing that sh- that that she can control the attention of you know twenty eight guys. Um, but being at the ranch, she gained a lot more confidence in herself. Um, you know, when you're in there and you're having to negotiate with someone, you're having to be safe. Um, she got a lot more confidence. She got a lot out of being there. And, it, and she really grew being there. It's weird because society looks down on it so much. Um, but you learn a sense of self-worth. You learn a sense of security. You learn confidence. People listening to this um, also need to know it, this is something you wanted to do. We're not talking about women who are forced into no. anything, right? Right. This is something you really wanted right. to do. And for the time that you were there, you enjoyed it. I and did. you had your husband's consent and he was fine with it yeah, too. He, because he, I know. I was disappointed you know, something like in this it, actually. Gonna, I was disappointed. I expected mean? her to come home with these great sex stories every night. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty boring. Yeah, he would but, actually drive me in in the mornings, and then he would pick me up at night because my they're um, twelve hour shifts. Can you walk me through like the process? So when you first start, you go what we call doctoring. You have to go in and you they make sure that you don't have any venereal diseases. Um, you get blood drawn, you get a swab done, then you go to the sheriff and you get a background check done. If you don't pass the doctor check and the um, background check, you don't work in the ranch. It's not even big crimes. It's little things, a speeding ticket, stuff like that. If you have anything on your record, you can't work in the ranch. It has to be clean. The girl's doctor every single week you get swabbed. And so, and then once a month you get swabbed and, and blood drawn. So every single week this is done. Then you get, and you get a room. So every girl has their own room. And then you get mm-hmm. a big sister. And you get a big sister. Um, Oh. <clears throat> who's and it's someone that's usually that's been there i was a big sister to several girls anyway and they kind of walk you through the ins and outs um there are rules dirty hustling is a huge no-no <laughs> oh what's the dirty hustling dirty hustling is if say you were talking to a gentleman at the bar i can't go up and talk to that gentleman because oh like 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 stealing somebody yes, from like a yes. stealing a potential client yes. and then uh, duty hustling also um, and you should talk about the lineup too but mo- the houses have a lineup where the girls will come out and present themselves and, and each house has their own rule the, the only thing that you're allowed to do in Dennis's house when you do a lineup is to say your name you can say hello my name is Katrina and that's it oh you're not allowed to wiggle your butt. You're not allowed to blow a kiss or anything. And then there, but there's other houses like the Mustang where you can come up and add a little flair to it. And you can go up and shake their hand, but you've got a set period of time to blow. So there's rules. So right. the lineup, did, did we explain what the lineup was? The line, so when a gentleman comes to the ranch, um, he will ring the bell to be let in because there's um, a six foot high locked fence around the ranch. The um, bartender or the um, a, a door, person. door person will let them in. Then they ring the bell for the girls to come out, and they all, we all line up. The gentleman will pick which girl he wants, and they very rarely remember the name <laughs> because there's too many. Right, uh, right. That's just, just point. And then at that point, at that point, you take their arm and you take them on a tour of the ranch, and then you take them back to your room and you negotiate. And some of the ranches have set negotiation rooms instead of doing it in your room. Right. You find out what they want, and then you negotiate a price. So let me ask you, is there like a menu or is, is each girl negotiating her own price with certain? That's what's nice about, 
Dennis's house is, is you've, they're given free reign. They oh. can negotiate whatever price they want. I should say Suzette's house is now. Yeah, Suzette's uh, Whatever house. prices they want, whatever services they want. Some of the other houses do have kind of a suggested menu. Right. Um, of, you know, the house minimums, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, an outdate, if a gentleman wants to take you out of the ranch. So it has a minimum amount, but it also has a minimum amount of time. And that allows them to take you outside of the ranch. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a range of offerings and a range of prices. Right. But if they take you outside of the ranch, then um, the house mom will take down all of the information, the license plate number, the make and model of the car. The, the, they take down all the information she kept very to, secure. to make sure that you're going to be safe. You can also do an overnight, which also... So what, what about a normal party? A normal party um, is done inside the house. They can do in your room or they can do in the VIP suite. The VIP suites are more... Um, because it's they usually have jacuzzi tubs in them. Um, they're fancier rooms. So you um, negotiate a price. So you negotiate a price. And then you go back to what we call the the hooker booker, <laughs> which, is, which is just the, um, cashier's, the, cage, the cashier's cage. And the gentleman pays for his time. And then um, and they give you a sheet and towels. And you cover your bed with it. Um, you cover the bed. And then what else do you do? Before you start. Oh. Yeah. The DC. <laughs> we have to do a DC, which is a dick check. Oh. And <laughs> what, are you, what are you checking for? You're checking for, so what you do is you take a baby wipe and you put rubbing alcohol on it. And well, now you just give away secrets. Yeah, I know. You're checking for any type of open sores or yeah. any type of problems that might. But if you have rubbing alcohol on a baby wipe and you rub it on their penis and it hits an open sore, it's going to burn. Oh, and they're going to react. You can tell them, I'm sorry, you're not, um, <laughs> you're not safe. You're not safe. So you can turn them away. Uh-huh. Do different houses take a different cut of the pay? It's pretty standard. The house takes 50%. Okay. Um, there's usually, and this will vary by house. There's a room fee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was $31 a night for the room. So she's paying $31 a night for her room. Um, plus 50% of any cut. Now, most of the houses, if the girls have a certain monetary value, the room is, is comped. The so if you make... Free. You can't give amounts. Okay. So if you make over a certain amount, then you don't pay room and board that night. Yeah. Oh, I see. The, the process sounds very regulated, right? It is. And there's a lot of safety involved. So very, very interesting. You know, taking away the politics of any workplace, <laughs> right? Would you ever go back to doing something like that? I don't, I don't know. Um, were you enjoying the sex that you were having? Sometimes. <laughs> I, was, I was enjoying most of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you would ask um, about whether we think we're normal for swingers, and we said we're a little out there for swingers. For prostitutes, we're way out there. It is amazing how, I don't want to say prudish, that isn't quite the right word, but how vanilla a lot of the prostitutes are, mm-hmm. you know, some of them would never consider bisexual. They never consider being of a woman, although that's becoming more and more common there. Um, they wouldn't consider the, the parties. No. And uh, even though we, even though the ranches get couples and they get females that come in, they will charge extra for that because they don't want to be with the woman. Right. Like a lot of the girls at the ranches don't like sex. And so to them, it is simply just work. work. Right. And I don't understand how they can do that work unless you just, you know, it's like everybody else. I, it's just a job. 
Right. And that's why I did it because I was enjoying it. It was fun. And, you know, when it stopped being fun, I stopped doing it. Thanks, Katrina and John, for the insider's look at a Nevada brothel. They actually also had video and pictures to share, which you can see when this goes onto my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. All right, next time on Consenting Adults, something happens while on vacation in Cancun that changed their sex lives forever. If you were to rate all the erections I've ever had, that would be probably one of the hardest, I guess. Ah, so like 20 on a scale of 10. Yes, that On the erection scale. Right. That's next time on Consenting Adults.